people are going, oh, oh, you can hear people saying, oh, they're going like this, just being true to themselves, having fun. Welcome back to the What's the Dill podcast, everyone. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time out of your busy day, your busy night, your chores, your alone time, your prayer time, wherever you are at. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me today. Today is episode 78. Incredible to think about 78 episodes. Shout out to everyone who's been here every episode. Shout out to all the new listeners, new viewers. And in today's episode, we're going to talk about three ways that you can turn a new leaf this Christmas season. And we're going to do a new segment called Professor Pete, where I bring you into the classroom and talk about some things that need to be chatted about. Today's Professor Pete segment is going to be about Tommy DeVito, the New York Giants quarterback who is an Italian-American legend already and staying true to yourself. Okay, y'all, welcome to class with Professor Pete. I am the aforementioned Professor Pete, as you can see by the jacket here and the glasses. For those of you just listening... I'm in full professor costume, and today we're going to go over a very important topic. That topic is being true to yourself. And the subject of our topic is Tommy DeVito, the quarterback of the New York Giants, and his family, the DeVito family. For a little bit of background, Tommy DeVito is a rookie, and he just started playing for the New York Giants as the quarterback. He grew up in New Jersey just minutes from Giant Stadium. And his family is the prototypical New Jersey Italian-American family. They are awesome. As someone who grew up in that area, they are incredible to see about. And they just stay true to themselves. So I want all of us to learn from the DeVito family of how to stay true to yourself. Now you might be asking, what does this mean? How did their family stay true to themselves? Well, NFL Fox Sunday football Before the Giants play the game, they show the DeVito family in the parking lot, tailgating, friends, family, cooking, guys are smoking cigars, people are going, oh, oh, you can hear people saying, oh, they're going like this, just being true to themselves, having fun. And I mean, it was an utter delight to see the DeVito family. I mean, this, this guy and this family just like is a shot of energy that the Giants need. A Jersey guy playing in Jersey for the New York Giants. Staying true to themselves. I mean, and that's something we can all learn from. That's today's lesson. What can we do to stay true to ourselves? Just like the DeVito family is true to themselves. Maybe we, uh, you know, maybe we need to cut. I don't know what to say here, but what are we hiding behind in our lives? That's not making us stay true to ourselves. What masks are we hiding behind? How are we performing for other people? Why are we showing up to other people and feeling the need to perform and be a certain way or have a certain level of success or be extraordinary? Or are we just letting ourselves shine through in our relationships, in our lives? This DeVito family is the ultimate example of staying true to yourself. So shout out to Tommy DeVito and his entire friends and family for teaching us the lesson of staying true to yourself. You know, I'm Professor Pete. And I stand by this message and I want everyone to go look online and Google Tommy DeVito and you will see people who are true to themselves. So that's it for today's class. That's it for today's lesson. We're going to kick it back to the regular podcast. Thank you all for coming to class. I'm Professor Pete. I hope you guys enjoyed that segment, Professor Pete, something I wanted to try out. Shout out to all the 
DeVito family and all the New York Giants friends and family that I have and New York and New Jersey, you got a great quarterback, a fun family, and I've really loved every bit of like the DeVito family. They are just like, whoo, that is Jersey in a nutshell. And I see, I see them just like, I know those people, I grew up with those people, so shout out to all my Jersey people. We're gonna get into the heart of today's episode, which is about three ways that you can turn a new leaf this Christmas season. Christmas is a season of hope, Advent is a season of hope, we know this, we hear about this. Jesus is coming, is, you know, gives us a reason to hope. And then the whole Christmas season just has this aura of hope and friends and family and coming home for Christmas and, you know, giving gifts to each other. It can be a very, very hopeful season. So in that, in, in that like spirit of hope, I wanted to chat about some ways we can all turn a new leaf this year. You know, Christmas ends, then the new year starts. It's like a big segue right into the new year. You know, new year, new me mentality. And I think that it's important to take, have these checkpoints during the year and checkpoints in our lives to, to, to make changes, to have intentional changes in our lives or intentional effort to change. So here are three ways that you can turn a new leaf this Christmas season. So when 2024 comes around, you are just like, all right, we got the game plan. We know what we're going to do. We're going to go into the, the game ready to rock. So in the spirit of Christmas, three ways you can turn a new leaf this Christmas season. All right, I'm going to take a sip of coffee here. For all the ASMR people out there, taking sips of coffee. I don't know. Is that, uh, does that, is that calming for anyone? It's probably really annoying for a lot of people. So here we go. Number one, give yourself permission to be a better, number one, sorry, we're going to get, I messed that up. Be, give yourself permission to become a better version of yourself. I know as well as anyone that it is very easy to let pain and wounds and sin from the past stop us from becoming who we're supposed to be. Pain and sin and wounds stop us from becoming better versions of ourselves. It's easy to sit in that pain. It's easy to sit in those wounds and feel bad for ourselves, blame other people, and just be angry at the world. And that stops us from becoming better. You know, I think we all kind of see the future version of ourselves. You know, like, you know, if you close your eyes right now and you see that future version of yourself, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, maybe it's a family, maybe it's success, you know, maybe, maybe you've, you're retired, you're on a ranch and you got a quad and you got grandkids and kids and, you know, great grandkids and there's a barbecue going and you're sitting on this ranch and you're saying, wow, like I made it, you know, that version of self, that version that you want to become, we have that in our head sometimes, or maybe it's not so in the future. Maybe it's just, I want to become a version of myself in the everyday. I want to wake up early. I want to have better habits. I want to treat people better. Maybe you're saying, I want to, um, you know, dive deeper into being a better person. I feel like I, I want to shed some of these, these habits. I'm going to become a better person. But there's something that stops us from doing that. We stop ourselves from becoming a better version of ourselves. Like today, you can make a choice. As you're listening, watching this, you can make a choice to have better habits, to make better choices, to become a better version of yourself tomorrow. Now, 
creating really good habits and, you know, dealing with the past is not, you know, not just a, a one second mindset shift. It's not just a switch you can flip, but we know that it's easy to sometimes sit in our pain and misery and be angry for what's gone wrong in our lives than it is to make those changes to become a better version of ourselves. We don't even give ourselves permission. We don't give ourselves permission to become better versions of ourselves because of maybe feeling like we're going to be a hypocrite. Like, let's say you are trying to, you know, maybe make the first step into a, a spiritual life or a faith life. Let's say that you, you're, you're, you're saying, I want to make some steps into becoming a better person. You know, I want to be getting to mass. I want to actually maybe pray a little bit. I want to stop drinking so much. I want to be around better people. I don't want to gossip so much. I want to be just achieve a little bit more in my life. Let's say you are saying those things, but you feel like if you start becoming a better version of yourself, people are going to call you a hypocrite. Maybe you're scared of being called a hypocrite. Now people are going to say, Hey, you're not like a, you're not like a really good guy. You're kind of like the drinking guy that we hang out with. What? I've seen you smoke weed 50 times. You can't just all of a sudden be a guy who, who is all of a sudden trying to, you know, go to mass or trying to be better. No, 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 no. You're, you're a weed smoke guy. Or, you know, you, you, what? I've seen the way that you've, you know, had you've, what you've done with your girlfriends and, you know, you, you can't all of a sudden just become a, a, like a, a guy, a good guy. No, no, no. Good guys are for other people that are just so holy. You're not a good guy. We feel like we're going to become hypocrites if we become better versions of ourselves. And I know I've struggled with that. Letting sin in my past define me today. But we can't let the sins of our past define who we're going to be today and tomorrow. You're not going to be a hypocrite. Okay? Becoming a better version of yourself today, it doesn't mean you're a hypocrite for what you did yesterday. Don't let the lies of people telling you that you're going to be a hypocrite stop you from becoming better. Don't let... These fears of people judging you stop you from becoming better. I think another, um, I think on that note, that like this idea of having dirty laundry aired out can stop us from becoming better. You know, like if, if we become like the best version of ourselves and then people say, you know what he used to do? Okay, I was around when he used to be like this. I was around when he was partying. Okay, so you know how this guy, you know how he's like, oh, like he's like, oh, he's uh, a good guy and he is, you know, trying his best and he has good habits and he prays and he has good relationships. Well, you know, I actually used to be around him when he was like, like actually like so bad. Like you actually know that he used to like party a lot or you actually, you actually know that like I've seen him, you know, just like not at all go to mass. So like I knew who that guy was. Our dirty laundry can get out there, and I think that can stop us from becoming better. I think our pain and our sin stops us from becoming better versions of our tomorrow of ourself because we're also afraid of being held accountable. You know, something like this, like this podcast, something that 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 something that keeps me on my toes spiritually is the fact that I talk about this stuff in this podcast and dang, it, it's like, it holds me accountable. 
It's helped change me by putting things I say and putting my relationship with Jesus online and on podcasts and on this video has held me accountable in a great way. Because, you know, we all know we can't live up to this perfect standard, but we also don't want to just say, like, we don't want to be duplicitous. We don't want to just be two-faced and say one thing and then go, you know, off here and just be a totally different person. No one really wants to be a different person, two different people. But when we actually express our views, when I actually express what I think about life and how I can become better and how I can dive deeper with God, that holds me accountable. And you'll be held accountable. Like when you really start trying to become better, if you say, hey, I wake up every day to exercise and you tell it to people, you don't see them for a month. They're going to, when the next time you see them, they're like, hey, you still exercising every day? If you say no, they're like, oh, okay, so that was like a little phase. It's not a, it wasn't a part of you. And we're, be, we're scared of, I think we can be scared of being held accountable and then letting our choices really be, you know, people see them. But we can't let that be a fear. In fact, accountability is a strength. Accountability is something we all need. And if you don't have anyone holding you accountable, you got to go find someone to hold you accountable. If you have one person that's going to hold you accountable, reach out to them and ask them to hold you accountable, whether it's exercise, you know, good habits, um, prayer life, whatever it is, have someone hold you accountable. Accountability is important and can help change and shift your day to day. So we can't let ourselves stay. Stay in the same cycles of pain and sin and hurt because we're too scared to change. We're not giving ourselves permission to change because we have to become perfect before we can really start making changes. No, 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 no. Give yourself permission to become a better version of yourself. You'll find out that people are actually on the same page with you and are cheering for you. Everyone is cheering for you. That's what's crazy. I think we, we think that people... Oh, like people actually are going to be like really critical and calling us a hypocrite. People actually are going to be like super, oh, well, you're not, I'm holding you accountable and you messed up once and you know what, that's it. That's, you're done. No, people are actually really, really supportive. The more you're going for a goal, the more you're trying to become better, people support that. So let's give ourselves permissions to become better versions of ourselves in 2024 and not be scared to move on from the past. Okay, second way you can turn a new leaf this Christmas. Stop letting people's opinions determine your actions. This, I feel like this is a really tricky one for a lot of people because no one really wants to admit that other people's opinions of us determine how we're going to act. No one really wants to admit that if we, the fear of judgment from other people is powerful. But it is. Fear of judgment from other people is very, very powerful. And it can stop us in our tracks when we think about what other people are thinking. When we think about what people are going to say. You know, what are they going to say? That, what are they going to say is a powerful, powerful deterrent that will stop you from becoming a better person tomorrow. Remember, Christmas is all about turning a new leaf. Christmas is about forgiveness. Christmas is about coming together as families, as friends, coming together as a group. What are they going to say 
And people out there being fearful of other people's opinions is very isolating. It, it stops that stops that communication between other people because you know if I'm really excited to tell someone about a new um, a new workout plan, and they go, "What you you working out? You're not like a workout guy." That that can be harsh. That that can stop me. Oh my gosh! Whoa. Okay, I have to. Whew, I have to prepare for how I'm going to defend my opinion. But we can't let the path of which God is going to take us down be distracted from other people's opinions. You know, I always kind of say people talk, people are going to talk, people talk about this, people talk about you, people talk about things that go on, but also people aren't really thinking about you. As, as maybe hard as that is to uh, think about, people aren't thinking about you as much as you think they are. We kind of honestly are all worried about ourselves. Like this morning, I thought about all the stuff I had to do for work, for life, for upcoming holidays, tasks. I wanted to get some prayer time in. I wanted to become a better version. I really thought about myself and my family pretty much like 96% of my day today. I wasn't like pondering about other people or what they're doing. I support them. I'm happy for friends and family and what they're doing. But I wasn't like, oh my gosh, can you believe what blank brother blank did or sister blank did? Like, no. I think we have this spotlight effect that we think everyone's talking about us. Oh no, people are, the, the, here, here's a couple of good examples. Oh my gosh. This podcast I'm putting out, people are sharing this with their friends behind my back and share, oh my gosh, people are judging every little word that comes into th this, this podcast. Honestly, there could be zero people. People could have already turned off this very part of the podcast. People could have listened for a little bit and I could be saying this to literally zero people right now. I have no idea. It could be a hundred people. I don't know. But because, you know, the rankings only go up to like 30 seconds. Once you get 30 seconds, they're like, all right, that's a download. That's a view. So after 30 seconds, it's all kind of just like, you know, got to check the real deep analytics for when people stop listening or watching. But the point is that like people aren't thinking about you and are being so critical about you as much as you think they are. And a little bit of, uh, you know, vulnerability, humility and being honest about where you're at in your life actually have people can draw you in and support you in becoming a better version of yourself. So, here we go, another sip of coffee. All my ASMR people. So, <clears throat> let's not let other people's opinions stop us from becoming better in 2024. Let's not let the fear of judgment stop us from becoming the person we need to be next year. Um, and, and an example, I've, I think an example I lived out of this recently was um, this, and this sounds silly, but you know, it's real. You know, I got a pair of cowboy boots, you know, I live in Texas. I was like, all right, it's time. Guy from New Jersey's gotta get some cowboy boots. So I get a pair of cowboy boots and it's great. But you know, you walk into work, you see friends, you know, and people are gonna say, oh wow, look at those cowboy boots. Okay, look at you, Pete. Okay, the cowboy boots. And I can either shrink from that Oh, you know, well, well uh, you know, I got this or that. Or I can just own it. And I just tried to own it. I was like, yeah, I got cowboy boots now. 
this is, I want to wear this now. And now clothing options are a lot different than like life choices and lifestyle choices. But this idea that people are going to talk, but people aren't really being overly critical. Everyone loves the cowboy boots I got. No one's, no one's, no one, no one's saying, hey, Pete, you, you cannot wear these cowboy boots. No, pe- people love it. But, you know, of course, you have this in my head of like, wow, my cowboy boots guy? Should I? But I could have let the fear of people judging me, have me stop me from having these awesome cowboy boots. Um, so I know that's like a silly little example, but let's, let's, let's not worry about what other people are thinking about us. Let's not worry about it. And you all know that feeling. You all know that feeling in your stomach. You think people are like judging you really harshly. Next year, Christmas, new leaf, hope in the fact that people are supporting us. Flip it on its head. What if actually everyone's supporting you in the new you? What if everyone supports you in the new business you want to have? What if everyone supports you on the job change? What if everyone supports you on going to law school? What if everyone supports you on dropping out of college? What if everyone supports you on breaking up with that partner you had? What if actually everyone supports you on that? Flip, try that on for size, that actually everyone is supporting you. Sometimes I try to think about like life like that. Like, what if I'm exactly where I need to be? Exactly, to the very minute that I'm here recording this podcast in my little apartment. This is exactly where God wants me. Well, that's freeing. What if everyone you know is like so deeply supportive of all of your choices? But like deep down, they're like, hey, we support you. That, okay, you'd be a little more free to make that choice, maybe to make that bold choice. So let's not let the fear of judgment stop us from doing things we need to do, from going out and making bold choices, and for becoming a better person. Okay, third reason, third way you can turn a new leaf this Christmas season. Humility is your new superpower for 2024. Humility is your new superpower for 2024. Remember, the Christmas season is all about God becoming man. Okay, so God, the most powerful being entity who we can't even envision, even understand his power, becomes humble enough to become a baby. A baby, a babbling baby, a crying baby. Think about that. Would you go back to becoming a baby for the people that you love, if you have to go do it all over. Hey, to save your family, you gotta become a baby again. You gotta go through all kid, you know, being a baby, heartache, and they're gonna be like, hey, you know, this guy, Jerry, he became a baby. Yeah, yeah, he did that for a second, he became a baby again. You have to be like, yeah, you know, I kinda, I was a baby, you know, about 20 years ago, I became a baby again, and then, you know, I had to, would you do that? Would you humble yourself for the people that you love? Would you let yourself become weak for people in your life? Would you let yourself be someone who is not seen as the most powerful or most competent or the smartest or the funniest or the most charming? Would you let people think of you as just as humble and weak as a baby? But remember, the example of God, Jesus, is that he became, he became a baby, a man. That's, human, that's the ultimate sign of humility. He was, he's so powerful that he, be, he could become 
as small as a baby just so he can show us his power in the future. Pride is a deep, deep thing that doesn't get talked about, I think, enough or doesn't really get exposed enough in our society or in our circles. But you, you need humility. Humility is going to be your superpower because humility lets us not be so scared of other people, what they think, like we just talked about. Humility lets us forgive ourselves for the past and forgive other people for the past. Humility says, you know what? This person can actually go before me because I know God's taking care of me. Humility says, let that other person get the det- attention. Let that guy get the attention because I know my time will come when I'm going to get blessings. Humility says, other people can succeed around me and I'm not angry about it because God has a plan for me. He's going to provide everything that I need. But what does the world say? Take yours when you got it and you have that, your heart's pounding because you're like, I got to get good grades. I got to get in a good school. I got to graduate with honors. I got to get a good job. I got to have money. I got to have success. I got to have a good image. I got to have a strong reputation. All of these things that we latch our personality and our, our heart onto in hopes that we'll finally then get to be able to be happy. But humility says you are in the perfect place that God has you in the perfect time and trust that everyone around you can have success and go ahead of you even because God's God's got your back. That little baby who was God, you know, then be our, our savior, a savior is born so he could win the battle. So we can just chill and not be so worried about ourselves, not be so worried about our place in the world, not be so worried about money, not be so worried about reputation, not be so worried about, you know, the world. Because pride can just cut into relationships. Pride can cut into, pride cuts, pride's roots just snatch at every part of our heart and every part of our relationships, every part of our life. Because pride says, well, it's good, but it's not good enough. Pride says you're smart, but you're not smart enough. Pride says this job is good, but it's not good enough. Someone else is ahead of you. Pride says, you want to start that business. It's too late to start that business. You should have started it earlier. This is not a good time. You're already going to be too late in your career. Pride says 30 under 30, Forbes 30 under 30. They're on it and not you. You deserve to be on it. Pride says, you know, we're actually going to take this guy's opinion. And they shouldn't have taken his opinion. They should take my opinion. Pride says, oh, everyone wants me to be quiet. Well, you know what? I'm actually the smartest person here. Actually, I have the best things to say. Actually, that person's not, he's not as smart as I am. Pride says, lash out because you need to protect yourself from being hurt. But humility is going to be your superpower in 2024. It's going to help you turn a new leaf. I know I am trying to work on it every single day. I'm actually going to link the litany of humility video that I made, which is an incredible prayer. It is cuts to the heart about trusting in God and letting humility just be a part of our lives. So pray that, pray the litany of humility prayer. It is powerful. Um, And yeah, it's going to be an important, important step for us to kind of 
become, to turn a new leaf and become better people this coming year. So thank you all for watching and listening. I really appreciate you spending the time with me today. I'm excited for the end of the year, finish strong, and I'm excited for the new year in 2024. Um, exciting stuff. So thank you all so much. I appreciate you. Make sure you like, subscribe, share this with someone who would enjoy listening to this. Um, thank you all. Talk to you all soon. Bye.